Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. <laughs> For like, what, the fourth time? <laughs> Y'all, we done tried to record this episode four times <laughs> and fuck Zoom. But also, so not we, fuck so Zoom. We right, because we, we need Zoom. We need Zoom to go on and work this time. But also, oh my God. Anyway, <sighs> welcome to episode 11 of We Just Out Here. We are your hosts. I am Nikki Byram, and the person who is super tired of Zoom today is Jocelyn K. Hyman. I feel okay. like I feel like you have to say it slow today because it's just like... yeah. Because I'm I'm almost afraid to get too hyped and then Zoom be like ah out. <laughs> just kidding. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today. We got a lot going on, friend. This week has been a lot. Um, And, you know, we can get into some of it, but I know we have a topic in mind that we want to do. And so I'm going to introduce that topic. And then if we, you know, happen to get into the other stuff, so be it. Um, Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about um, endurance. And uh, I have to ask, do you have a definition for the people? Well... Of course, I have a definition for the people because I have a definition for the people. Okay. All right. Endurance. Noun. <laughs> In case I didn't know. That's important. Just a noun. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Take it in. Mm. So when you enduring, it's mm-hmm. something unpleasant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people realize that part. They just be throwing out words. Um, friend, how, how we? <laughs> okay, so when we talked about this in the pre-show, I thought about the first thing that pops in my mind when I think about endurance is, of course, exercise. I think about um, it's very it's, unpleasant. It, it it can be, and I thought about um, when we were in band and we would uh not right now this is like the end of august we would probably be getting ready for our first game Mm -hmm. but we had been working out almost the entire month of august so at this point all of the exercises and the whatever's that we were doing at the beginning of the month when we had camp would be easier at the end of the month because we had done it so many times, our bodies were conditioned. So I was thinking about physical endurance, which also made me think about mental endurance because at the end of the month, the band would be somewhat smaller than it was during camp because people quit. Mm. They could not endure Endure. (laughs) the physical, mental, and emotional strain that being part of an organization like an HBCU band puts on a person. And it's not to say that they're weak. It just wasn't their ministry. So the first thing that I thought about was that. And then I thought about um, the idea of endurance as this, um, because we were talking about Chadwick Boseman. And I was thinking about the idea of endurance as like this hallmark of, um, black nobility or no nobility with black people like your we talked about this last night it's like you we never allow people the opportunity to win unless they have 
like evidence of a struggle. And that shit's stupid. And that's extra dumb. Yeah, I'm tired of it. I, I think it's really stupid because, and I said this on Facebook, it's like if he had said, hey y'all, in, in 2016, hey y'all, I got colon cancer. They would not have cast him in a lot of those films. He would have been a liability to the production company because what if he, you know, gets sick and passes out and he can't Mm -hmm. finish the film and they've invested all this money in this film. Absolutely. That's that's ableism, number one. And it's also just some bullshit. So for him to just say, okay, well, I know that I I have this um, illness and I am going to, I know what I want to do which is make these films. So I'm not going to say anything about being sick. I'm just going to endure it while mm-hmm. I make these films. And here we are on the other side of his transition, looking at that, which is another thing that pisses me off and we can go and get into it. Another thing that pisses me off about it is the fact that we're on the other side of his, the, the outcome of his endurance, which is his transition, looking at what he experienced and what he was able to produce and using that as some kind of weird ass inspiration porn, which is also fucking stupid to say, well, if he could do all that with colon cancer, why can't I be great with whatever? And I ain't got cancer. Shut the fuck up. That's not your, shut up. That's stupid. But let's, let's go back to the beginning part. Let's just, let's rewind that and just go back to the endurance. Cause the end of that definition is a whole word. Read the last part again, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on one today, friend. Like I, I don't <laughs> She's on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just read the whole thing again. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Right. That's the part. Cause you can deal with some shit for a long time, but the without giving way is the is the crux of endurance. Yes, and 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 so when I think of it, and I I think I we've talked about this slightly before in an earlier show. Um, like your grandmama being with granddaddy, and he just ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And but she stayed, and you know, she made the best out of what was there. Unhappy other families, or might have been drinking, being a. Because I know, you know, back then, black men, not to say they don't have issues now, but I guess back then, the whole Jim Crow type, like, and I mean, I'm going back. I say, Grandma, I'm going back to when they had to deal with this type of shit there. You know, you bringing all that home as a man, but you taking it out on the people in the house. And she just stayed through that shit. Right. And people use that as goals. That is not a fucking goal. That's not a goal, sis. It's that not is going. not a fucking goal. And even, uh, you know, our generation, you know what I'm saying? You're dealing with shit from his fucking ass and, um, you know, other kids outside the relationship. Hell. Other bitches outside the relationship. They ain't never stopped the other shit of going out well, yeah. into the world, into the world <laughs> and getting, you know, their panties in a bunch and then bringing that shit home. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's called horizontal violence. You can't mm-hmm punch up at the people that's oppressing you so you get punched on and then you come home and hit the people that's is on the same level as you which is your family or your i'm sorry and i had to check myself at the door sometimes because i bring shit home and so i'll be like 
Uh-uh. I ain't doing nothing to you. <laughs> you know what? You have not done anything to me. And I am sorry. And I've had to catch myself when um discipline my child. If I've had a tough day at work mm-hmm. and she has also done something at school that was unsavory, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna have to, I'm not gonna be the one that did I can't do discipline her because you know what? I'm not clear right. of what happened to me today and you don't deserve my work shit. Right. So there has been times I was like, you know what, baby? She has cut up today at the schoolhouse. You're going to have to do it because I'm not in the space to give her a proper right. punishment level or whatever is going to go down. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even in the headspace. And so there have been times where Karen has done something. She really kind of got off that day because neither one of us was in the space. Right. Um, because, yeah, you know, there's been times when, you know, our children pay for the sins of our day and that ain't right. fair. It's not. It's not. So, but yeah, I just, so <laughs> in this thesis statement, we going to. <laughs> Come on, thesis statement. Um, You do not have to endure. You don't have to endure. Oh, mm-hmm. period, right? That's it. Period. That's it. You don't have to endure it. Like, it, like Nikki talked about, like you said in the pre-show, I love how you said pre-show. We are so fucking professional. Oh my God. We are. Um, you know, even with starting a business or just doing something that you're passionate about that you love, it does not have to be hard Mm-mm. for it to matter or make sense to other mm-hmm. people. Now, if it is hard, then that's what it is because mm-hmm. some things are hard. That's true. But some things are sometimes easy. You just got to do it. And if it came to you easy and it worked out easy, your your behind the scenes was easy, that's okay. Your story still matters. Absolutely. You don't but, have to endure. And we really do put this whole thing out there like your whatever isn't valid if you did yeah. not struggle. And like it's like it's like these motivational speakers that's like all over the social media right now that you know they have all of the graphics and they got all the t-shirts and the merch. And they scream and yell at you about how to motivate yourself and how to inspire yourself. And they all have this story about how they were nothing. They were homeless and they had but three toes. And their grandma dog died of um, fucking food poisoning or some shit. It's always some sad ass story that they telling you that really just is supposed to be motivational. But all it really does is just further like this idea that the only way you can truly have a real win or real success is if you struggle you have to have this terrible horrible backstory and you don't have to have a terrible fucking horrible backstory you just don't you don't I mean (coughs) excuse me I don't have corona I'm drinking coffee Um, so don't People, you cough on us, man. They ready to get, they get a picture for us. That shit stupid too, nigga. We was coughing before the COVID. We was, I've been, I have been allergic to life for 30 years. Y'all gonna have to let me yeah. live. You, 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 you know what? Do you follow MJ Harris? Malcolm MJ Harris? He's like big no on Facebook. Okay, he's like a financial guy. He's black. Um... Anyway, his nephew is living with him now. And I don't necessarily follow him, follow him. But what happens is when you go to the videos on Facebook, his shit always come up. Some stuff be spicy, some stuff be educational, some stuff just be funny. But when I catch Mm -hmm. it, I watch it. Mm -hmm. And his nephew is living with him now. And he said, 
I bought my nephew a Benz truck. And people were coming at me real wrong about, oh, he need to struggle. Oh, he need to this. And he said, don't get me wrong. I understand teaching him to work for stuff and all of that. Okay, I understand that for, okay, whatever. He said, but I don't understand why black and brown. And he said, I'm not, he said, I can't talk about other races of people because that ain't who came at me. I'm talking to who came at me in these comments about what I bought my nephew. Mm -hmm. He said, why do we have to struggle? To win, he was like, "Why?" And so that I think nigga that stayed in my subconscious just made me think about it. that. May that may have stayed in my subconscious as to our conversation last night, because mm-hmm. um, I, I I felt him. <sighs> I think we that line between just working working for what you have or um, appreciating what you have when you work for, it, and then struggling for shit. Mm-hmm. I think that line is so thin that people confuse the two. Does that make sense? Yes. Because my child mm-hmm. don't know no fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. And God willing, she ain't gonna know no struggle, not long as she live here. Right. But my child is also a, a princess where she props her feet up and live her best life. She don't work for shit. She ain't really got no real children shit like that. So about two days ago, I told my husband, we got to change some stuff with her. I don't want her to struggle. I'm not going to make her sleep on the floor, but she's going to have to start understanding because she don't appreciate the value of things. Like she'll just tear shit up or mm-hmm. misplace it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and she's only eight, but it, but you got to start dropping those gems on them now so that Girl. when she's 16, it'll make sense as to why you just can't leave your coat in the classroom. Put the shit in your locker so we know mm-hmm. it's safe. And right. get the shit at the end of the day, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, it does. So so I told him, you know what I'm saying? Karen been doing little shit, just been kind of like out of pocket a little lately. And I know it's all this COVID shit, can't go to school. She ain't got no friends in the neighborhood. So we've been trying to give her a little grace. But some shit just out of control. Goddamn, look, girl, what the fuck is you doing? Mm-hmm. So I told him, you know what? I ain't really with I don't, I don't really feel like punishing her no more. Because I don't necessarily think it's, it's a punishment issue. She ain't never had to work for nothing. Mm. just actually paying attention to what you're doing just appreciating the shit that you have she's never really had to do that because Nick if she breaks on we buy it again so we right. the fools a little bit a little bit, <laughs> a mm, little bit. Yeah. so with that said so I said I had to say guys you know what I'm saying she don't have to struggle to have good shit but she does need to understand um, that you know, we work hard for the stuff that she has, and then she has to learn how to appreciate things because one day she's not going to live here; she's going to buy her own stuff. Mm, and that's real. And she and and she needs to know that. Hey, I I went to work every day, or I ran my business every day. I did all of these things, and I made whatever money I made. And then I want to go out and buy this thing that I worked hard for, and I want to keep it up. She need to know how to then keep her shit up. Yeah. So, but, you know, back to MJ, he was just like, it's amazing to me how y'all want me to, how y'all just think we always have to struggle to actually have nice things. He was like, no, I'm, it's not going to always be about that. I'm going to teach him life lessons naturally. He's a child. I'm supposed to do that. But if I want to buy him a Benz truck over, you know, I, I don't know, a fucking 93 Honda, then that's his business. Like, that's why is y'all in this man's pocket? This the thing, though. It's like, well, number one, because it's jealousy. And number two, oh. it's, um, it's bitterness. Ooh. Ooh. It's also Ooh. guilt. You both work. Ooh, and then work. additionally, if we're going to talk about it. You know I love additionally. <laughs> we we have to also discuss how it is that 
these same people will holler about building generational wealth. But what the fuck you supposed to do with the wealth, friend? What the fuck you supposed to do with the wealth? Because y'all, y'all mad at Jeff Bezos right now for being the richest person to ever look like a reptile. And I just want to know why the fuck you, you think that nigga not buying stuff? Like, what are you talking about? This shit is what dumb. Y'all That's dumb. The dumbest shit I've ever heard. Y'all extra dumb. Let me tell you something. Don't I mean, if you, if that irks you, if this man being able to buy his nephew a Benz truck irks you, stop following me on Instagram. Because when I tell you that my my abundance is coming and I'm going Hello. to make you hoes upset, I'm going to make y'all upset. Because guess what I'm saying? I'm going to set you up to be upset. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do <laughs> with my money. And that's my business. When I leave, I can't take none of this shit with me. And I don't need to take it with me because on the other side, I have everything I need. I need nothing. So uh, I will want for nothing. And I honestly don't want for nothing right now. I'm straight. But the point is, when I get Mm -hmm. more, Mm -hmm. I'm going to Mm -hmm. do more. I'm going to do more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to do way more. I'm like, oh, I can't stand that bitch. Thank you. Thank Um, you very much. But it's like, you jealous because you had the struggle? That's that that's cyclical bullshit that we be talking about when we talk about these generational cycles and traumas and curses and shit. It's that, it's that same thing that we see with um, people that haze um, and all the other kind of shit. I had to do this, so now I'm finna make you do it because I had to do it. You don't have to do that to people. You don't have to beat your kids just because somebody beat you. You don't have to talk shit to your children because somebody talks shit to you. You can change that. You can break that cycle by doing the opposite, doing the thing that you would have wanted somebody to do for you. I don't have kids, but if I, I had decided, purposed in my in my self that even though um, I knew I wasn't going to have children, I was still going to set my nieces and nephews and my godchildren up because... I know what it's like to be 18 and want to do something that is not necessarily what I've been told I should do. And so I, I've always wanted to set my nieces and nephews and my godchildren up so that if they decide that they want to do something different and their mom and dad is just not with the shits, okay, well, auntie got you. What you want to do? Oh, I want to go and paint. Um, I don't know. I want to go paint murals in Texas. Okay, here you go. Bye. Mm. Oh, I want to go to Howard. Here you go. Bye. Well, first of all, why you not going to Fort Valley? But also, here you go. Bye. Because we we have to break those cycles. Nobody around me was telling me I could do anything other than whatever my grandma told me told me to do. And that handicapped my life. We already talked about that. But don't be jealous of these children for having opportunities or having the forethought that you didn't have for whatever reason. You should be applauding that and helping them to move toward that within reason. Do what you can. And then be inspired by the fact that, oh, somebody else is about to do something that they want to do. And that's that's what life is really all about. So stop being jealous. You bitter and angry because you follow what somebody else told you to do and your life is where it is. Well, change it and shut the fuck up and leave these children alone. And leave other people alone. Let them spend their money how they want to. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. I mean, that's where it really is. 
Quit enduring this fuckery. Quit enduring these bullshit ass goddamn cycles that you want to so desperately break, but you feel powerless to break them. You have the power to break them. You can absolutely break them. Come on. Let me get a little deeper, if if I can. Okay. Do you think, and it probably, I'm sure it is, but I'm going to ask the question, of course, because that's what we do. We ask questions and answer them. Okay. This endurance piece, mm-hmm. do you think it came before slavery, or did slavery play like a really big part in the mindset or just everything that happened, because don't get me wrong, I t- you know, I know we had life before slavery, like I'm no idiot. Right. Um, and I know everybody still had regular shit going on, problems with family, you don't like this one, you know, just whatever, what, what, whatever, just I guess everyday life, day-to-day life shit. Right. But I just know that I, I, I bring up the slavery piece a lot because, you know, that was just, it was just a horrible ass fucking time. I mean, yeah. a lot of shit came from it. We went through a lot of, you know, our ancestors went through a lot of things. And yeah. then once we got out of it, it never really stopped. Right. And here we are in 2020. We still asking for the same shit that motherfuckers was asking for years ago. Right. So this whole endure, like. <sighs> okay. It complicated a lot of things. I feel like it it created its own sets of issues because we had mm. we lived under the thumb, under the fist, under the foot of white supremacy, mm. and that is its own Trojan horse. So we see a lot of shit that are like we can point directly to it and say this is because of enslavement, and then we can point to other things that are more nuanced and say this is also probably because of enslavement. I'm not saying that this idea of endurance or pushing to endure something or endurance without or or success without struggle is not success. I'm not saying that that is directly correlated with um, enslavement, but I can see the argument being there because if you look at those who were enslaved, at the end of um, the enslavement period and you look at what, what they were able to achieve, it's, it's almost, mm, what I just got was, that's white supremacy too. So it's that whole bootstraps thing, which was the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps is actually satire. It was a satirical phrase. It wasn't even serious, but the whole idea of bootstrapping it's like a, a a voyeurism in a way like a pat on the back like oh you were a slave and now look at you you did so good it's almost like a uh it's an empty accolade it's an empty compliment it's a backhanded compliment it's a it's 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 i don't have i don't know how to explain what i'm thinking but what i'm saying is when you look at that and then you get this cycle of people going, well, if the if people that were enslaved could do this and I can too, well, what the fuck? They might've been smarter than you just because they were under the, the thumb of, of slavery. That don't mean that they were stupid. You see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's insulting is where I'm going with this. It's insulting to say, 
oh, if they could do this with all that they had going on, then you can do this. Like it's like, no, sir, ma'am, what are you saying about about the people who succeed? They didn't. Um, uh, I'm 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 struggling because I'm trying to figure out a nice way to say this, but there really is no nice way to say it. When you look at somebody else's situation, it's that inspiration porn shit I was talking about. When you look at somebody else's inspir uh, when you look at somebody else's situation, and you say, "Look at everything they had going on, and they still accomplished this, or they were able to do this." Okay, does that make their accomplishment better? Right. And I think so. And that's the issue. It's almost like, (laughs) well, you know, I almost died four times doing this thing. Wait. Nikki. Oh, you ready? Yeah. So there are women who think if they push their baby out as opposed to having a C-section, that they're better, that, oh, I was able to do this and you had to get cut. That was easier for you to just lay there and get cut but I had to push my baby out ma'am do you know the fucking recovery after a goddamn c-section bitch I would have paid money to push my fucking baby out listen Nikki that is amazing oh girl I don't got that you know I had a c-section with no baby so I understand exactly what it feels like ma'am how about I had two you know, the C-section with the baby and then I mm-hmm. had the fucking cysts removed. Bitch, they cut right. me in the same spot. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, you. So, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. First of all, the, the the time you got to stay in the hospital after the fact, I don't get to leave the next day if I'm good. Right. People coming in there pushing on your stomach. I need, I need you to pass scat. Bitch, I don't want to. They didn't push on my stomach, but I had to breathe in that little thing. You sure? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And they make me get up and walk. Oh my like, god, the walking is the worst of ever. As soon as they took the catheter out. Oh my god, the walking. Like, oh my god, the walking. Oh god. Oh dear god. And ancestors, the walking. The walking, the coughing, laughing. The coughing. Oh the coughing my god. is the worst because you have to cough. You have to cough. And your body is going to cough regardless of whether how much you fight it. And if you fight it, yeah. it's even worse. Mm-hmm. So you, might, you just Definitely. got to hold that pillow and cough. That's it. So, and I just, I, and, and, and it bothers me in my shundo, as Nikki would say. Mm-hmm. It bothers me to like the, the, the core of my core of my core. Come on. When people do that, don't do people like that. Their, whatever, whatever their shit is, is their shit. Absolutely. And you don't get to say your shit is better because, you know what I'm saying, you think something is, eat. let me, if it was easy, it wouldn't cost. Do you know they double the fucking price when you have a C-section? Yeah, because you could. You, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to demean any of this, but when they cut you open to get anything in or around your uterus, there's so much shit going on in there that they oh could fuck God. up. Like oh in the in the pre-surgery thing for my hysterectomy, they were like, okay, so here's some shit that could potentially happen to you. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about all of these things. Let's talk about all the nerves, all the mm. you know, like all let's the other. Let's talk about how I'm still numb eight years later. Let's talk about how I can't bend over straight, girl. 
I can't even know. Girl. And if I and, and and sometimes, like, if I'm trying to pick something off the floor, like if I'm putting pants on or something like that, I have to bend down with assistant, and then stand back up. And nobody tells yeah. you about that. They don't tell you about that. Part. Or they got to cut your ligaments out, friend, and it may mm-hmm. may not heal properly. Even though they put you in this tight ass binder that's mm-hmm. supposed to hold you together, it don't really hold you together. It just helps you from like flopping around like that little uh like the little air thing that they have at the car uh, dealership. Cause that's how you feel. <laughs> don't and then and then to have it done twice? Nigga. Oh yeah, I kiss my fucking ass. I ain't have it done but once. They cut me from hip. And that was enough. And, and wasn't that enough? That was enough. They're talking about oh we can go get the ovaries. You can, I will keep them. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They can stay right where they at. Honey, whatever. So all the scar tissue we got Ooh. from that shit, Ooh. man. Please, you are not better than me, bitch. You you almost lucky if you want to do that, and we're gonna be petty, bitch. You lucky because you did, you did. Your body took over and did the thing that it was supposed to do. Congratulations, congratulations. That does not mean that your struggle to get your eight pound watermelon head ass baby out of your vagina is not any more valid than the fact that I had. A, a cesarean so like you not we both had a baby huzzah and if we gonna if we gonna do this shit then nigga the way that they kill black women when they have babies just be glad that we all made it that we all made it that's the part that annoys me about this whole shit about this whole struggle and success bullshit did you do the thing that you were trying to do if the yes, answer is yes Congratulations, my nigga, you made it. If you didn't, your response should be either, well, how can I help you if you feel so moved? Or, well, don't worry about it, you'll get it. If that's what you want, you'll get it. And leave that shit the fuck alone. But we have to, we have to compare. And that shit comes from an inability. It's insecurity. Like, you validate your own shit validate your own shit i was telling somebody i was telling everybody actually when when chadwin boseman died like look y'all everybody named mama finna draw black panther mm-hmm. it's gonna be black panther and chadwick for the next th- two months three months mm-hmm. because every artist most black artists are going to do this because they do this shit all the time and i read this uh, this essay by this um lady the other day who was talking about brianna and and Toyin and how Toyin's birthday just passed and everybody was um all these graphic artists and these artists were taking images of her and putting them with flowers and you know putting them as angels and then you got Brianna um I think it was Amy Sherrill that did the photo she did the the portrait she did the Obama's portraits well she did Michelle Obama's portrait um you know what I'm talking about for the library or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she did that painting and so she did the painting that's the Brianna Taylor cover cover of Vanity. in the blue dress in the yeah. blue dress yeah she okay. did that one so it's just like this the, the the writer was talking about how when black people die and it's not to say that we have a problem with this because it's cultural when black people die we memorialize them through art we do the t-shirts we do the fans we do you know, you might get a, a, a cute little throw, you know, or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the fuck, whatever you do, you might put their face on a mug, whatever we do. That's the thing that we do. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
But the problem comes when we take that memorialization and use it for like a some kind of gain. It's not a release. It's 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 you're monetizing pain, yeah. monetizing death in a way that is, in my opinion, absurd. And now. I this week was accused of being a hater and that might be true because I might be and I don't give a fuck because this is my life but what I'm saying I don't paint stuff like that on purpose because I don't want to fall into the trap of somebody just died let me paint them I feel like that's really fucking rude for who called you a hater we ain't gonna talk about it but um don't pull up but I feel like the the thing that really took it overboard for me was Nipsey Hussle. Because when Nipsey Hussle died, Ooh. niggas that couldn't even really paint was out here painting Nipsey Hussle. And niggas it, didn't even know Nipsey Hussle. They didn't but even you, know who to calm fuck. down. Y'all got to calm down sometimes. And 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 the thin line, okay, because you put up something about why we um be sad when people die that we don't know. Mm-hmm. That still stands. But y'all got to calm down. When you didn't even know, like it, it, it's different. We all know who Chad with Bozeman is because he's done several movies that we all saw. Bitch, I didn't know shit about motherfucking Nilsson Hustle when yes. he died. I didn't know a motherfucking thing about him. I, I knew he was read up on him after the fact. Okay, so let me tell you how I knew who, who Nipsey Hustle was. Uh, several years ago, he posted a picture on Instagram of black men in suits. And he said something about look at these, look at this black excellence or something like that. There are no um no abandoners, no homosexuals, no whatever the fuck um in this photograph, just black excellence. And I used to teach that in my um in one of my eleven oh somebody's classes because it was like how do you how can you look at black men in suits and know a and picture of black men? And assume that none of them are gay, that none of them have ever, you know, been sexually or sexually assaulted anyone or been sexually assaulted themselves. Or in the, you don't know shit about them. All you know is it's a whole bunch of niggas in suits, which is why I also hate when y'all like to try out niggas in suits as black excellence or when you like to try out little boys in suits as if you're somehow changing their lives. All you doing, and this is not to denigrate you, because I got some homeboys who are in education who do this. Y'all teaching these children how to tie bow ties and how to tie ties and all this kind of, kind of shit and teaching them respectability politics. But what you're not teaching them is how to be better people. You're just teaching them how to be themselves with a tie on. And sweetheart, they can learn how to tie a necktie several From different YouTube. ways. YouTube. Hell, some of the ties that you buy have the instructions on the back of the card that holds the tie. In that the- part. So you ain't even got to do all that. And then on top of that, what good is it that he can tie a necktie when he still has trash views about women or about whomever? Like, it's, yeah. what are you really doing? <clears throat> but anyway, that's how I knew who Nipsey Hussle was because he had said this bullshit. Somebody else had called him out on it and I was teaching that article. And so my students knew who he was because they listened to his music, of course. So we would have this dialogue about this man, about this artist who was doing so much in the community but still had these trash views, which was my point. It's like, okay, you can applaud some things, but just because somebody does something great, it doesn't mean that they're a great person. So I knew who he was, but I did not know that all of these people, excuse me, were so in love with him that when he died, every artist was, and it was just like, you know you don't listen to this nigga music. 
Right. I can't tell you one song. Zero. I can't tell you not now. And still can't. Yeah, bitch. Now, if if Gucci died, I'm falling on the ground. Oh my God. That's different. Don't take him, God. Don't take him. That's different. No, no. Number one, you from Atlanta. Number two, like that, I mean, you can't, well, I'm sure you can, but you can't be from Atlanta and be of our age. And not know. Who. Yeah, that's kind of weird. If you don't, you really all you do is read books in your room. <laughs> or, or you from a different part of Atlanta? That part too. But that's yeah, true. I just, you know, people. What? 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 So, what is that about monetizing yeah. our people when they die? Because we create that. Um. Oh, it's eleven eleven. Turn up. Mm. Um. Because we know how people do. We know how people are. We know that when black people die, when black celebrities die, there's a market for, like, we're capitalizing on their grief. And we capitalize on the connection that people have to the idea of whomever the celebrity was, which is how, even right now, on Michael Jackson's birthday, Prince's birthday, or Michael Jackson's transition anniversary, or whomever, you will still see these pictures and paintings and whatever of Michael Jackson and Prince. It's the reason why Tupac, you'll see paintings of Tupac in the car with Martin Luther King, with Malcolm X driving, and Rosa Parks in the back rolling a blunt, and Coretta Scott King on the other side on her iPhone. I hate you. Or you'll see a, a painting of Aaliyah, uh, with a bottle of Hennessy sitting next to Biggie with a pork chop plate in front of him or some dumb shit like that because that shit people just they love that kind of stupid ass shit they feel like it's um, <laughs> I don't know what they feel like it does because I ain't never really asked why you would want that because when you ask somebody stuff like that then they feel like you're trying to shade them and I'm not trying to shade them I just genuinely want to know why you would want to pigeonhole these people or put them in categories that they in which they don't belong it's the same issue that i have with people now throwing up black panther photos as they um let me preface this by saying black panther was a a, a really good film black panther the the comic the the um graphic novel was really good I really like that stuff but let me tell you what I think is being lost in all of this shit Chadwick Boseman was not Black Panther Chadwick Boseman was Chadwick Boseman he was a human being who has transitioned from the earth realm to the spirit realm that we don't need to lose any part of the sight of that and that's what's pissing me off the most Y'all got to stop doing that. Because uh, people were talking about, oh, they better not make a Black Panther 2 and try to replace him. This woman lost her husband. His mom and dad and sisters and brothers or cousins or whomever lost their they loved one. His friends lost their homeboy. His colleagues and co-stars lost their friend. And y'all talking about a fucking character. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> oh my god but you know what this is 
the very reason why people allow predators to stay in their lives because they don't know how to separate. Uh, uh, Dr. Huxtable mm -hmm. did not rape women. But Bill Cosby the fuck did. Absolutely the fuck did. And, say and they and 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 they 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 can't separate. Man, I, man, he was like a dad to me. I grew up with him. I I understand, sir, and and ma'am, and that's all great. That's a TV show. Mm. Okay, there are credits at the end to let you know he's named motherfucking <laughs> Cliff Huxtable. Okay, that's they right. told you what the fuck his name was. Mm -hmm. And the motherfucker who playing Heat Cliff Huxtable is a motherfucker. He's a rapist. So y'all gotta let that. That's why people able. That's how people justify still listening to folk like R. Kelly and mm. Mystical. I mean, it's the, that, that's just the music. That ain't got nothing to do with with the ma'am and sirs. Sometimes that music be what they have done or gone through. I cannot, and I, I cannot listen to any of R. Kelly's music without thinking about little girls. Exactly. Is he talking exactly. to little girls? Is he talking to little girls? And that's because because seems like you ready. That song makes my skin crawl. Mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm. That makes my skin crawl. I read something um on Twitter where the Aaliyah's estate was talking about how they were um working on getting her catalog so that they could put it on streaming platforms so we could listen to Aaliyah's catalog. Because I don't know if you know, but you can't really listen to a lot of Aaliyah's music on these streaming platforms and i was thinking about it and i was like i wonder what the hold up is because so much there was a, a bulk of her of her catalog that was r kelly music or r kelly produced and i wonder if that shit is tied up with the shit that he got going on or if he's been fighting for that because he wants money from that because he say he broke but either way i don't i can't honestly listen to that part of her catalog without thinking about how he mistreated her and how he was allowed to mistreat her. So you still, like, you can absolutely separate what you think, what, like Heathcliff Huxtable from Bill Cosby. You can absolutely do it. But the point is, should you still continue to go through that shit, endure, trying to watch that shit, the cognitive dissonance that it, that it creates, to say, this man, this rapist created this character, or this rapist created this music. I don't watch the Cosby show. I don't watch none of that shit he got going on. And I absolutely don't listen to R. Kelly's music. And because it pops up in my head, I can't help it. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up on that shit. Right, right, right. R. R. Kelly was that nigga from whenever the fuck I was a young kid. Until I was in college, hell, we was bumping R. Kelly shit in college. So Period. Like, oh shit, at that. Right. So it's like, like, like he was he he was part of the culture for the majority of my life up until like you know I got a few more years before before I can say that I've lived longer without R. Kelly than I have R. Kelly's music than I have with his music. But let me tell you what I don't want to support him. When they said that the other day that he got beat up or he got attacked in jail, that made me very happy. The only thing that makes me happier is the fact that some nigga, I still don't know who it is, some nigga threw a chicken patty at Bill Cosby at the jail. I love that. 
that makes me happy. It makes, like, I have tears in my eyes because it's still so very funny to me that this man said, oh, they're going to build Cosby and threw a chicken patty at that nigga and hit him in the face. I love that. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. <laughs> Are you kidding me? But anyway, to bring, to dial that back, I know that we love the film. We can watch the film at any point. It's on Disney+. Plus. We can watch that, and we can watch um, Captain America Civil War, all of that stuff. We can watch all of his films. He left a legacy for us. But it's absolutely unfair to use that legacy as inspiration porn and tell other people that they have to do, quote, better because he did all of this with colon cancer. This was his purpose. He fulfilled his purpose. He did what he was supposed to do. Regardless of what obstacles were placed before him, he did what he was supposed to do. Now, do what you're supposed to do and in, in, and endure what you have to endure in order to fulfill your purpose and quit looking at what another motherfucker is doing as some kind of weird-ass inspiration point. Get the fuck out my face and quit hollering at me about what other people are doing. It ain't none of my business. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I got enough shit going on over here. Because, oh, I'm going to get into it. Get into I it. think because we have been deemed by others as lazy or don't work hard for what we get up. Mm-hmm. Or even if we, we, we are working hard. And I know you've heard the saying, we can be doing the same job as white folks. We have to work twice as hard as it, which is not false in certain cases. I don't like but that. But what I think... I'm, Wait, let me finish. And I don't like it either. But what I think has happened is people have internalized those statements and now they are trying to produce based off those statements when you don't have to. So that's why I was getting, getting to it. I think that we do not have to work. And, and, and I'm about to change because I, I used to actually say this mm-hmm. and I'm about to change my mindset on this because you know what? I don't have to do a motherfucking thing harder than if, if I if, if I do come in, if my job is to come in and put 12 pieces of paper mm-hmm. and 12 envelopes, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm supposed to do before I leave work. I don't have to come in and do 20. Mm-mm. And that's what's happening. Well, I came in, you know what I'm saying, I do 20 a day. They only right. do 12, but you know, right. no, do your 12 because that's what they required you to do. And, and, and if you happen to... And, and don't go give a fuck if you do eight more. Except for the people that's above you. They're the only people that care. Nobody gives a fuck. Fuck your Nobody ass. Gives a fuck. Do your skills go thing. home. Here's the thing. The same way they talked about you when you did your 12, they're going to say the same shit, shit about you when you do your 20. Except for now, they're going to say, oh, you think you better because you got 20 done and we mm-hmm. only did 12. You're not right. going to really win with some people. So just do what you're supposed to fucking do and okay. keep it moving. That's it. That's it. Just keep I, it moving. Let me tell you why I hate the twice as hard, half as much shit. Because it centers whiteness. It centers whiteness as the goal, as the carrot. You don't have to center them in order to be successful. Like, what is That's your a, I've never looked at it that way. I like that. What is your idea of success outside? And let me tell you where I get this shit from. I read a lot of Toni Morrison, and I'm grateful for having read her work, both her fiction and nonfiction, because she really just does not write for white people. She writes to black people. Her work does not center whiteness. 
So, and, and it, I think this part of the reason why it makes people very uncomfortable is because whiteness is not at the center. But what, what, what that phrase does is it says, however hard you think they're working, double that. And they will tell you that they're working very hard. But when you really look at what white people produce, you find that they're quite mediocre. So you're actually mediocre as fuck. You're actually working nine to ten times, if not more, harder than they are. And you're not getting half. You're not even getting a tenth of the percentage of of, of whatever work you're putting in to I mean, in comparison to, to, to what they get. Because the system is set up, they set up the system and put you in like way later and you're still not completely in. So even if you give it 100%, you're only getting 5% back from your work. So you're not working twice as hard to get half as much. You're not. And that shit is stupid. I hate it. I, I never told my students that. I never tell anybody around me. Like it's, it's repeated. And I don't like it, but I let people make it because it motivates them. They like that bullshit. But let me just tell you how it's some bullshit. You're not working twice as hard to get half as much. These niggas are out here giving 10% and getting 1,000% back. And you working 1,000% and getting 10%. That's ass backwards. Fuck them people. Stop looking at whiteness as the fucking carrot, as the gold ring. It's not. Self-awareness, your own individual actualized idea of success is the gold ring. Period. If the Mercedes truck is your gold ring, get the gold ring. It doesn't have to be, I did this and these white folks, man. I don't give a fuck how they feel about my success. How do I feel about my success? That's where we get this idea of this, this, this bullshit about this struggle and the validation. It's still white validation. White people will never validate you. And if they do, you might want to check your goddamn, you might want to check your area. Because why the fuck y'all validating me? I must be doing something wrong. I must be. Because if it's all right with you, I must be doing something wrong. That's how I look at it. But it's also, I think, because I think we've hit it from a, a bunch of angles. We talked about enslavement. We talked about, you know, like real life applications and all this other kind of stuff. I really think the idea of endurance, the way it's being presented to us is kind of skewed i think we need to look at it from the standpoint of not necessarily putting up with a whole bunch of bullshit but just being able to handle and manage and balance your life without giving in to whatever fuckery comes if that makes sense that does make sense. That's when you gotta do the work. It is. It is. And I mean, and the work is do also, the work. Because y'all know I took a break last weekend. The work is also learning how to unlearn or unlearning those toxic traits and behaviors and thought patterns that leave you without the space to um, number one, realize what your idea of success is. And number two, validate yourself. Because validating yourself, especially when you grow up black and female, is hard. Because you always, you always looking for somebody else to validate you. You're looking for your mama to tell you that you are good enough at whatever. You're looking at your daddy to tell you you're pretty. 
you're looking at your brothers and sisters to tell you that you whatever. Your friends have to tell you that you're a good friend. Your teachers have to tell you that you're smart. Then you try, once you get old enough, you're looking for a boyfriend to tell you that you're worthy. All of those things come as a result of needing validation from outside. But when you start validating yourself, when you work on that thing for yourself internally, because um, it's, an, it's a personal experience, then you realize all of this other stuff is some fuck shit and you don't necessarily need it. And if you want it, you can have it, but you don't have to have it because you're okay with yourself, period. Loving yourself. And I'm going to take this second to shout out friend to the show, Carolyn Monden, who just published her book, um, Love Yourself First. It's available on Amazon. I'm going to put the link in the um, on the page, the Facebook page. We just out here too. So y'all can go to Amazon and... I think pre-order because I don't think it's necessarily you can buy the ebook. I don't know if the physical copies are coming out yet, but I know you can buy the ebook. It has um, exercises, journal exercises, affirmations. It tells her story, all that kind of stuff. It's a great book. I read an advanced copy because that's my friend, but it's really good if you have been listening to us for the past 11 weeks saying do the work and you still don't know what the fuck that means. Go pick up this book. <laughs> you can figure out and work through doing or start doing the work but to get back to my point if you don't validate yourself you don't learn how to validate yourself you will be chasing an idea of someone that's not you and it will leave you unhappy you will be struggling and enduring and also not even having a place to give way because you you chasing some stupid shit. You on a wild goose chase for your own life. And that's fucking ridiculous. Who has the time? I don't know how y'all got time because I don't. You said something that made me think of a story that just happened on um, yesterday. It started Friday, but it actually went, the actions went down on yesterday. Mm-hmm. When you said about um, unlearning certain doctrines. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about before how we do things our parents did and we don't even ask the fucking question. Right. And then you and I talked about that too last night about the post from uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook about the about Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anywho, so let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> it's off, it's, it, the content is off topic, but the, the lesson in it is not. So I'm going to preface with that in case somebody don't understand why okay. I'm telling this story. Friday, okay. My homegirl, um, my best friend. Let me not call, let me not diminish her with just homegirl. My bestie. Mm-hmm. She's going out of town to visit her people in Chicago, and she park when she goes out of town. She parks her car at my house, mm-hmm. um, cause she lives in Kathleen. Okay. So anywho, on Friday she said, so I had some things that I was supposed to do on yesterday, um, and so when she was talking about bringing her car, I was like, well, you know, I might not be there. And so she was like, okay. I said, but you know, you just park in the same spot you parked in last time and keep your key. And so she was like, okay. She was like, well, if Tony's there, um, I'm not going to, I won't come in your house if you're not there. That's what she said. She said, well, I won't come in your house if you're not there. So I said, well, why, why would you not come in? Uh, you know, because I guess she wanted, she wanted to leave the key. And I told her she didn't have to leave the key, but she wanted to leave the key just in case the car needed to be moved or whatever. She wanted to leave the key. And I was like, well, Okay, she was like, but I won't come in if, if you're not there. But, baby, ring the door and go in the house, please. Now, mind right. you, she knows Tony. She knew Tony before I knew Tony because they were there for a before I even got there. Right. So, 
And actually, y'all was friends first, but me and her are now besties. They're not besties, but we're we're all friends. We're all in the same organization. So anywho, um, I said, well, you don't want to come in. And she was like, well, you know, I just don't think that that's right. I said, who told us that? I said, so now I'm speaking from a generation, um, uh, from from the standpoint of <sighs> culture. Because somebody a while ago, and that's when I say a while ago, I mean years ago, <laughs> or however it come down the line, then, then putting you a distrust for people around your mate. Oh, you know, you can't leave your friends around your man because they going to fuck him. Well, let's, well, wait a minute. Well, are we friends? And then they oh, him and he can't control himself? And he, girl, girl, so it's just her. Thank you, friend. So it's just, it's just her fault. I, let me find something to, to, to everybody listening. If me and you friends and I put that level of trust in you, then I'm straight. On what, uh, if I'm going out with you and my nigga, you ain't no more to blame than that nigga. Both of y'all owe me some motherfucking respect. People love to say, well, you know, say he didn't want married, he do. No, no, everybody's situation owe me some respect. So it ain't just her fault, it's his fault. I trust, I trust my husband and I trust who I call a friend. But I had to, but, but not just a friend, you know what you're not supposed to be doing. So everybody know they what they're not supposed to be doing and what their place is. So why are we walking around with this distrust of people? Or why do you have them type of people in your circle? Oh, here we go. Why you got them type of people in your circle if you feel like you can't trust them around whatever? Or that's just a big thing. And so I said, let me explain something to you, ma'am. <laughs> if you want to leave the key and he there, go in there and leave the fucking key. What do you got to pee? Because she was going to take an Uber back to where she was going mm-hmm. and leave the car. What and he there. You gonna hold it? Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. what happened was I texted her yesterday. I'm getting into the story, y'all. I texted her yesterday um, because I have a friend whose grandma is not doing well. She's actually uh, they giving her 30 days. We talked about this too. So we pulled up on her in the driveway because we can't go in. Just to love on her because this is really heavy time for her. And so I texted my best and I said, hey, you made it to, she texted me and said she was on the way to my house. I said, okay, cool. So I was checking in on just to make sure she was able to get everything done that she was supposed to get done. Okay. So she said, yeah, um, I'm almost back to the, um, to my hotel or whatever. So I said, what's Tony there when you got there? Because I'm thinking she in the Uber and then I'm also thinking, well, if Tony there and Tony let her get in the Uber, like I got to have some conversations with some people because I know goddamn well but I know my husband too. My husband ain't gonna let you get in no Uber. Mm-hmm. So I said, was Tom there when you got there? And she said, yeah, he was there. So she ended up calling me. I said, because um, I was about to text her, Tony gonna talk shit to me for making you get in the Uber. So she was like, well, Tony was there. She said, I called to let her know that I was, you know, I was here leaving the car or whatever. And she said, Tony said, well, you're not gonna come in? And she said, well, no, I ain't gonna come in. He was like, well, basically, why the fuck not, are you not coming in? Like, and then she was like, well, I'm just going to take an Uber to the hospital. He was like, are you kidding me? I'm here. Mm-hmm. You've left your car in my yard. Mm-hmm. You need a ride to where you're going. Mm-hmm. You're not going to come in. And then you're going to take an Uber when I got a car here? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, Dawson told me I was acting crazy. But, you know, this, he was like, so, like, we're we going to have to just do better in life. It is no reason. Wait, Tony, he, what kind of nigga am I? To know you out here in my driveway waiting on the fucking Uber. Right. When I got a car. A whole car. A whole fucking car. He was like, try to count to the Uber. 
And so I had to tell her, I said, you know, I ain't married to no fuck boy. This is why I don't give up all that shit that people put in people's heads about this type of stuff here. And I, 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 don't get me wrong, I know some people probably think, well, you know what I'm saying, you crazy to think he won't do this, that, and the third. He ain't gave him no reason to think he gets, so that's what I'm going to keep going with, goddamn. But y'all got to surround yourself with people who not going to put you in the place where you got to fucking endure. I know y'all was one of my points. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you got to um, you have to in- endure in a manner that's just not conducive to what you're trying to trying to do. And then as for unlearning doctrines and shit like that, y'all, quit just going off what somebody told you years ago because that's what they went through. That was they shit. If your mama said your friends ain't shit, her friends probably want shit. And no disrespect to your mama, but I'm just being real honest with you. You cannot... Look at your life. You cannot measure what you got going on in your life against what your mama had going on. Because yeah, your mama might not have been shit, and she might have been a friend. You just never know if we're going to be honest. And y'all can write me to hate mail. Tell them the email address for him. It's, uh, we just out here in the number two at gmail.com. Y'all can email me to hate mail because I said, you know, I, I said some real shit. I'm just being real totally honest with y'all. A lot of the shit people put in our heads, we take that shit, we run with it, we ain't done no fucking research. We just using it. We did. We giving it to our kids, and we might be fucking shit up, y'all. <laughs> unlearn some of the bullshit, or if you gonna use some of these bullshit phrases and terms, at least know where. It, I mean, do some research on it. Really tell yourself that you really want to use it. You're not just saying it because your mama said it or your daddy said it. <sighs> Stop with the fuck shit. <laughs> That's the point. Stop with the fuck shit. Can that be the point, friend? That can absolutely be the point. Because this this shit is just ridiculous to me that my best friend would sit her ass in my driveway and wait for an Uber when my husband is here with a whole car, who she knows. Mm-hmm. They're not strangers. Right. So you, you'd rather rock with a stranger who might not be safe than okay. with somebody who actually care about you or make sure mm-hmm. you get to your destination. Don't want right. nothing from you. Cause she offered us a gas, of course he went thank it. Of course, I don't not. want your gas money. I just want it. you to get where you're going safely. Correct. So y'all, yeah, y'all, come on with, come on with some of these doctors. Just, 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 just think about it yourself. Like use your own brain, make it write your own stories with your own fucking shit. <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> you, you'll be out here crazy and you'll be out here trying to goddamn make sure you hit bottom before you can hit the top where actually sometimes you can really just walk out the door and the fucking top be already out there. It's already right there. It's available. It's already right there. You know what sometimes tell my baby, baby, you make life harder than it has to be sometimes when you could just done the right thing or done it like this from the beginning. Yeah, y'all, we sometimes we complicate our own shit and then we complain how complicated life is. Bitch, you did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> and you cook bacon with your shirt off and you get popped by some bacon grease. You not get mad at that bacon grease for doing what it's supposed to do. Just wipe your nipple off and keep it pushing, girl. You're going to have to put your shirt on. It didn't even have to be that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Man, because sometimes you just have to really make it simple for people so they can really understand where you come from, bro. It don't don't always have to be hard. Some shit is going to be hard. 
Yes, it's hard to cook turkey wings. You gotta cook them shits on two fifty in the oven for goddamn twelve hundred dollars. But some shit is a quick little meal, and and it's still gonna be good. Your mm. your 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 sausage and cabbage ain't gonna be no less good than your turkey wings that simmer for twelve hours in the oven. It don't matter how you get your end result, the the ease of it or the difficultness of it. But let it be what it's gonna be. Don't 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 make it hard. Yeah. Okay, I'm off my little soapbox, Jim. You have to breathe, friend. You do. I think everybody right now needs to be breathing. Mm-hmm. And not just because of what we've been saying on the show, just because of all that's going on. There's a lot happening. There's so much happening. And we almost can't keep up when I can't keep up. I I am not I have stopped trying to keep up and I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's not gonna, it's not gonna help anything. Me keeping up with all the shit, knowing about it, I'll acknowledge it when I acknowledge it. But always inundating myself with every piece of information that comes across my newsfeed, my timeline, my whomever, whomst ever, my whatever, does very little for me spiritually and emotionally. And I really, at this point. This pandemic, if it has taught me nothing else, has taught me that who I am emotionally, physically, and spiritually are of the utmost importance. More important to me than anything else is those three parts of me. So I have to do everything in my power to take care of those three parts of me above all. Which brings me to, I guess, I think I done been on my soapbox already one time a day, but if I have to hop back on, I will. So we're talking about endurance and we're talking about struggle and success. And I want to say to Oh. Don't do that. I want to say to um, people who are maybe I'm trying to find a way to say it. I want to say to people who are maybe struggling, if you're dealing with people who are trying to convince you that what you want out of life is too hard or too challenging because of what they perceive your obstacles to be, fuck them niggas. Additionally, Stop looking for a struggle. We do complicate life. We make life exponentially harder than it should be because we allow fear to speak louder than any other voice in the room. And that motherfucker will talk you to death, literally. Fear will talk you to death. You can't allow that. I'm saying all of these things to say, If we're going to take anything from these recent developments, the thing that I want us to take is do what you do. Do it at the highest level that you can possibly execute and let that be the end of it. Because your life is a test of endurance in and of itself. You don't have to add any other struggle to it. Just the point of coming into this realm and leaving this realm for however long you are here 
is a test of your endurance. Let that be enough because it already is. It's enough by itself. It really is. Every day. It's like the Lucille Clifton poem. Every day something is trying to kill you. And you go to sleep, you wake up another day, something else trying. If it ain't the COVID, it's your allergies. If it ain't your allergies, it's fucking the ozone. If it ain't the ozone, it's mold. If it ain't mold, it's some nigga that can't drive. It's always something. It's fucking high fructose corn syrup. It's bacon grease. It's something. <laughs> nigga, it's a hangnail. It's, it's anything. It just... <sighs> this thing, this dash between your the year that you when you were born and when you died the dash it's it, it really is a test of endurance it's a marathon it's not a sprint take time to enjoy the 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 thing and quit letting other people and other things comparison really is a thief of joy stop doing that love your own journey that will take out a lot of this bullshit that y'all got going on yeah. I, I love I love this journey that I'm on, cause it's been it's been a wild ride. This shit is crazy. It's fun. Is it stressful sometimes? Absolutely. Am I tired sometimes? You bet your ass. <laughs> I wouldn't trade it <laughs> for anything else. And I'm not gonna look at somebody else's life and say, "Look at what they did. Why can't I do it?" I look at what they did. Congratulations to them. That's it. Chadwick Boseman. God bless him. God rest his soul. Did a phenomenal work while he was here. He did what he was supposed to do. And now he gets to rest. How lucky yeah. is he? Yeah. That's the end of the sentence. That's the end of the thesis statement. That's the conclusion. Period. That's it. That's all. That ain't got nothing to do with me. And then... And then I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. And then, and another phone. And then, y'all really don't be paying attention to this stuff that y'all watch. And y'all downstairs don't be paying attention to these people around. Maybe y'all don't have. Okay, let me back that up because y'all might not be hanging out or talking to. Y'all might not have none of these kind of people in your circle. Mm. But even in Black Panther, T'Challa goes into the ancestral realm. Mm -hmm. In Coco, the movie that y'all love so much with your chair, the little boy go into the ancestral realm. In the Bible, that y'all love the song. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus goes into the ancestral realm and comes back. In the Lion King. In the fucking <laughs> Lion King. This will cause it to the ancestral realm. Baby. Baby. Nikki, baby. So if y'all know what I know, or if you mm. if you know what I know, mm-hmm. preach, preacher. You would be happy for this man right now. Oh, because cause you know what's so funny to me. <laughs> what, friend? <laughs> you know, that scene was so powerful and some people are so dumb that they didn't even pay attention to what was going on that's the best fucking scene in the movie that's it shouting or i don't even even kill them my other my (laughs) other favorite scene in that movie though is uh 
when the dude gets out the rhino and he was like, he would kill me, my love. <laughs> and Beautiful. Said, and that rhino licks her face? Yes, God. For Wakanda? Without question. Bitch, I'll peel your muffin cap back blue with this goddamn Because, first of all, I love her yes. anyway. Yes. From Walking Dead. Like, let's get into it. But yes. that was that was beautiful too. Cause she was dead ass serious. I will fucking take <laughs> your spleen out and cook it. Don't play with me. Now for this place, the love of country was everything in that movie because she was not playing with y'all. At all. But like um they, yeah. they really don't don't do that. Don't do that. I used to be I used to be one of those people that if somebody passed, I would just be overrun by grief and then I learned how to light a candle and talk and open my mouth and listen and open my heart and think and feel from a real place and understand that my ancestors saw time not in the way that we see time in African West African cosmology we all exist in the past present and future all at the same time that is beautiful. And we know that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It right. just changes form. So if I put those two pieces together, my mom and daddy never died. They just changed form. And we all still exist on the same plane. The same way that they mamas and daddies and they mamas and daddies going back to the first mama and daddy exist. We all exist together. So I'm never alone. These people never leave us. They just change form. They leave this flesh suit, but they never leave us. I don't understand how, man. Okay. Good night. Good night. Just just a recap, uh, people. Um, You don't have to endure to make it. Mm -mm. You don't have to struggle to make it. Mm -mm. If whatever journey you're going on, if it's an easy journey, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, unlearn some of this bullshit mm-hmm. that that goes hand in hand with endurance and struggling to make it. If you if you wanna mm-hmm. if you wanna um, you know buy being in shrug, go do that. If you can just don't buy it and you can't eat now, that's when it's crazy. That's when it's crazy. <laughs> That's when, that's when it becomes super. You need to be able to eat. But honey, if you want to buy your child a brand new 2020 camera for them to go off to college with, don't let your mama them tell you that you're wrong. Right. That's what you wanted to get for your kid, and, and, that's, and, and that's what it is. Now, if you want your child to get a little part-time job to help pay their insurance, just to get some responsibility under the belt, that's okay, too. So be it. That's okay, too. You know what I'm saying? So we're not gonna keep preaching that 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 struggle shit to to make it. And you don't, don't let, have to do it. Don't let fear talk you to death. Either. Oh my god! Don't let fear talk. We should. Uh, that's need to be on the shirt. Uh, needs to be on the shirt. Okay. That right. should be on the shirt. Don't let fear talk you to death. Mm. Okay. All right. Because I see a quote here that said, "Those who endure conquer." Um, that's stupid. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> those who wake up conquer. Okay. Those who made a beautiful ass meal today, they conquer. Mm-hmm. You can conquer at any level, guys. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, like Nikki said, validate yourself. And that's why we have to teach our children to validate themselves. That's why my friend Nikki painted a picture for my children 
that says I am enough. It was a series of four paintings, but one of them had to say I am enough because they need to know now. They need to never forget that they are enough. And then we're going to also teach them to, you, it, it, nobody else has to think that. You need to think that. Because if you think you're enough, then you, you can back, go ahead and do anything because mm -hmm. you know that you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's the issue. We ain't telling our kids they're enough. Oh, you can be anything you want to be. You tell them they can be enough. Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. You, you can be an astronaut. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be enough of you. You can be enough. Like, mm -hmm. you are definitely enough. And so when I see people doing crazy stuff or not really loving on themselves, I just wonder, like, somebody, like, leave that part out the conversation that they're enough. Because they, they, they may not know it. But they can't, they can't tell you what they don't know. That part right there. So that's why, that's why it starts from within, you mm -hmm. know? So tell yourself so, that shit. So you're I, I this past week some small ones they $20 man and they say love beloved I am enough all that kind of stuff because I need y'all to have that stuff in your office in your cubicle in your children's um, little virtual learning space because this shit is rough it's crazy they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to handle it they ain't never had to do it before and you ain't either so like I'm over this shit is, is wild so put this shit uh, run me twenty dollars. I'll send you these paintings. Run for the coin, and then you can put that in their little room or their little desk, or whatever the fuck, so they can look at that shit and know that yeah, this shit is crazy. Everybody feel like it's crazy. It's not just them. They ain't did nothing wrong, et cetera, et cetera. We all just in a really fucked up space and we don't know what to do. But they still, we still love them. We still do. We ain't got no choice but to love them because ain't none of this shit they fault, and it ain't our fault either. It's just happening. That's it. That's all I got. Tell yourself you enough every day. Write that shit down. Put it on some index cards and put them index cards all over your house. You are enough. You are stop. smart enough. You got enough money. And if you don't, get you some more child. It, it ain't even a big deal. It's fine. Just stop beating yourself up. It's, it's time out for that shit. And stop monetizing black folk when they die. I never saw Robin Williams on one fucking shirt Listen. when he died. Listen, I did. I, 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 I just didn't see all the conductor from um, I forget his name from damn that PBS show when he died. I think he died. If I if I don't kill him, if he ain't died, but I ain't seen no white folk on no damn shirt. Listen. Come on, y'all. And then Listen. why y'all always putting these folk with these angel wings on like they don't went to heaven? <laughs> oh, and not to say, I don't know what I, to me, heaven is. Oh, you know what? Mm -mm, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that today. we closing out. Mm -mm. Y'all stop trying to make money off black people when they <laughs> die, okay? Just, just stop. Cause, cause my thing is, I'm gonna tell you something. When, when I feel, when I feel like it's okay, this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. If you gonna paint a hundred fucking pictures of T'Challa, mm -hmm. not Chadwick. If you gonna paint a hundred pictures of T'Challa, you need to, you need to give a portion of that to, to, to somebody in T'Challa's name. I just um, saw a, a T-shirt that somebody drew or designed for this t-shirt company and if you buy the shirt 20% of the proceeds goes to the American Cancer Society. See what I'm saying? Dude, dude, let's do something with it. Start you a fucking group called Little Black Panthers and, and, and then use the money to, to, to get them some tutoring or, or, some, or some shit. Like, y'all just be making this money. Y'all put that money right in y'all pocket. Y'all ain't even consider mm -mm. 
you know what I'm saying? About, it's not about anything other than making money off of cultural grief, of, of collective grief and black grief. And it's kind of disgusting, guys. It's, it's fucking gross. Disgusting. Black grief, black pain has a dollar value. It always has and it always it's, will. It's very disgusting. You know, I'm fucking um, weird. Get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the shit's crazy as fuck. Cause all them Nipsey shits, y'all painted. Did y'all give Lauren anything? Girl, they still painting them, bitch. That shit ain't stop. The marathon continues, nigga. The marathon continues. I mean, you gonna keep using that shit? Open up something, name it that, and help somebody. <sighs> I mean, come on. Let's just you you know. Okay. All right. Mm. I'm finna go okay. to the crystal shop and get me some incense, friend. That's what I'm finna do. You know what? It's one. Uh, it's a new one. I, I met this girl in the parking lot of Walgreens. She was a buyer business. I loved her. Mm. But she was like, hey, sis, I got a shop. Girl, give me the car. Okay. She, she is on Memorial Drive. So I don't know exactly where it is on Memorial, but uh, she on, I think I tagged you in one of her um uh posts on the Instagram. If not, I tag you in another one, but um, when I walked to her car, because she was sitting in her car, I just the energy was good coming out of her car. I was like, "Ooh, girl, hey, girlfriend." Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, she has um, like you know, um, crystals and just you know everything metaphysical that we love. Okay. Um, so yes, I need to check her out because she has some water bottles with crystals in them, and my baby was like, "Oh, I need this bottle." Because <laughs> we stand a woke princess, but um. <laughs> I'm just gonna slide down to Fayetteville because that's the closest one to me. Oh, to so you, absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah, because you know I'm out here in the wilderness. Really Have you did. been to the one in Punt City Market? No. Oh wait, no, no, girl. No, no the one that's upstairs. Yes. Uh uh-uh. uh. Girl, I went there. I had such a beautiful experience. The girl who worked in there, you would have thought that that was her fucking shot. She knew where everything was. She knew about everything. She could explain everything. It was just beautiful. I love to walk in the store where people know what they're talking about with their stuff. I guess when the outside opened up for real, because I wouldn't, I would not dare at this point go to Pond City Market. But um, <laughs> I would not. But I mean, I would. I would like to go today, but I would not dare because the COVID is still real. Um. I want to go in there because the last time I was there, probably about a year ago, I was supposed to go in that shop and I didn't because it was ill closed. So, but I am going to go today to Uniquely Gifted because I am, I've been burning through these incense like they free. And um, so I need some more and I'm almost out of Florida water. And I, I need to get me some to begin with. I've never had any, but I've read about it and I. I need to cop that. You need, you need to do that. It's so necessary and it smells amazing. And uh-huh. I'm going to do that. And I don't know what else I'm going to pick up. Probably not a whole lot because I'm taking my partner with me and she be on that fuckery. So that. Um, <laughs> the sheer fuckery of it all. Of it. Um, but this was a good conversation, I think, for you. I think so. I hope the people enjoyed it. Same. I hope the people be with my antics that I be rambling, but I always bring it back home. So don't try yes, me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm that beach whatever. Big facts. <laughs> well, people, um, you know, try to get grounded today if you can. It's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Don't forget who you are. Your star play is important. 
Mm-hmm. Go outside and stand um, in the in the grass barefoot. If it's not raining, do that. Just go Absolutely. outside. And get, just get you some fresh air. Yeah, it's fresh necessary. Air. Yeah. Um, I hope y'all have a good week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to all of those um sad about Chad with Bozeman dying, you know we hold space for you. We get it. We hold the space for his wife and his family. Absolutely. We are. Friend, I'm gonna say I ain't, we ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold a conversation about it, but I am so moved by the fact that this man was sick for that length of time and nobody leaked this information. That's love. That, that is love. That is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm talking about y'all when we, un, un, when niggas say unlearn shit, unlearn shit. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, something, I know he he probably got more than two friends, mm-hmm. and they kept his fucking business to themselves because they loved him enough to respect his wishes. Right. Y'all, everybody ain't out to get you. It is some people out here in your life who want to be there. And we got to treat them as such. You know, you got... you. If you know yourself, then you know who's supposed to be. Oh, shit. If you know who you are, then you know who for you. Mm. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. And you'll know. If, if, if some little yellow red flags going off, you fucking address them when they come about. So you know that I hear talking about, yeah, I ain't got no real friends. No, dog. Somebody showed you who they were in the beginning and you and you let it go. Don't blame it on friends. Blame it on you. You got to be you got to be in tune with yourself so you'll know what the fuck's going on around you. Yeah. And I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave yeah. it at that. Amen. Cause honey, I got some people in my life who I fucks with, fucks with. And y'all ain't finna tell me no different. And I got some people who I had to look at the flags and y'all ain't gonna tell me no different. So Amen. on that note. On that note. <laughs> On that note, Mickey B and J High gonna sign out. We signing the fuck out. Y'all have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, girls.